Welcome to the Wired Insights Podcast, where we talk to professionals, creatives, and business owners about their experiences, what they've learned along their journey so far, what inspires them, and why. Welcome to the Wired Insights Podcast. I'm your host today, Mason Burfield. I'm sitting with Tim Burfield. How are you doing, Tim? I'm quite well, thank you, son. I mean, young man. <laughs> uh, also here with Shaylin. Hello. And Nikki. Hey there. So the four of us, we're going to do an episode on how perfectionism kills in business and so on and so forth. Um, I've had my own experience with it personally, where going for more quality and not just the quantity of it and getting the project done gets in the way a lot of times and how that can kill your time management. Um, how about you guys? I wanted to get your opinion. Well, let me put a quick disclaimer. Every, every job that we produce, everything we produce here is perfect. So don't don't anybody get a misconception like we're trying to push stuff out the door quick. You're sounding like we're killing people. That would then. be Nick. <laughs> Me personally. Well, I mean, I can definitely speak for the creative side of the departments. I mean, I mean, we're all creatives, but in our own way. Um, I just think when you're working with something creative, it's very easy to get stuck in the fact that it's not perfect or it's not up to a standard that you think is you know, the best that you can do, or whatever, um, it really, you know, I have to do this all the time, and it took a long time for myself to realize this too, but it's, you know, the person or the client, for example, the consumer, doesn't know the difference between market standard and expert, honestly. So, until, when you realize that, it changes everything, but working up to understanding that concept is really difficult, I think, in the creative field. So there's oftentimes, you know, you spend two, three hours on a project that could have taken 20 minutes, but you, you just put in that extra level where nobody's probably going to even realize you did, you know, and you lost all of the, it's not even worth it, you know. I don't know. Yeah, have you, you guys you experienced? Added, you added production time, and if you charge your client, you added cost for something they can't even see the difference on. Yeah. It's which like, uh, it's a disservice to, to you both. and your client. Yeah, yeah, totally. So I think it's it's very easy to have perfection. Like, you know, it gets you down sometimes when you're looking at something and you're like, oh, I could do way better or whatever, or it's just not quite exactly how I would do it. The code's not clean enough or whatever. It's like... Well, I would say there's a fine line between perfectionism and obsession. Hmm. And once you get it, it's got to be perfect, it's got to be perfect. Guess what? You've just crossed the line. You're yeah. obsessed. Yeah, totally. You, you know, market standard is standard for a reason. It rises to that level because that's what people expect. That's what sure. That's what's good. Mm-hmm. It's what works. It's like the analogy we had earlier today. We were talking about if you had a on auto detailing company. And so it's like, yeah, I could spend another hour and I could get that hood just 5%, 2% brighter. Right. Nobody could tell the difference. Right, yeah. But it cost you all that time, all that labor. Your, your, your customer was waiting an extra hour while he buffed the hood down. They don't care. They want their car looking really clean, really nice. That extra couple percent isn't detectable by a person anyways unless you know to look, really, really look for it. Right, right. So we see that all the time in design, development, marketing, everything. And, you know, I think a lot of the people that we work with in other places, or I see it in, when I was in school all the time, it's like people would get the project done really fast and still get the same grade as someone who maybe, and of course everyone has their own things, some people are better at stuff than others, but, you know, someone could spend 20 minutes at the same kind of skill level and get the same grade, whereas someone with the, the similar skill level would spend two hours on sure. it just to be like, oh... You know, I could fix this and tidy this, and it's like the teacher didn't notice the difference, you know? You know, if if there's a deficit in what the standard is, 
and now you're able to raise the standard, that's one thing. That, sure, of I'll course. do that all day long if I can. Yeah, if that's just but, value, yeah. But if the standard already looks about perfect, yeah. know, I try to add that extra there, and it, again, it just creates more costs for me as the person producing the product, and then more costs have to be passed on to the customer. Right. Nobody's going to appreciate that. Definitely. What about you, Shay? Where do you feel like you kind of fall in this perfectionism state? Well, I kind of feel like perfectionism breeds competition, which isn't necessarily a healthy way to go about, like, in business. Like, uh, one of the other designers and I, we could, or even Nikki and I, we can make a logo for the same company, and I can spend three hours on mine, and you can spend 17 hours on yours, and they're both going to look great. Right, exactly. Like, there's not... There's no point in being a perfectionist. Right. There's a point in knowing what the standard is and rising to the standard. But past that, it's it's a pride thing for me at least. Like if I spend 14 hours on something, it's going to look good. Sure. But it's not necessarily worth it for a I don't know, it's just it's not noticeable. Well, in some cases actually I feel like like when I was taking art classes and and whatever, some guys would spend they would they would, they would have a perfect painting, you know, mm-hmm. and then they just go a little bit further and they just ruined it. They yeah. just yeah, ruined yeah. the painting. Yeah. I was like, why far. did you put those rocks there? Yeah. Right? The river was fine or yeah. whatever, you know. Like it just there always is a point where you take it too far. Always just looking for a little something extra until they ruin it. Like right, you said. Mm-hmm. right. I have that habit. I'll just take things just a little too far. Yeah, sometimes it's it's important to. That's why the second eye is so important to bring it back oh, and yeah. say, yeah. Oh, critique." You know, yeah. and look, for. guys. I mean, I'm I'm all for being better than the standard. You want to you want to have the best work out sure. there. Yeah. But where it it has diminishing returns is when it takes so much longer, adds so much cost. Right. That again, your client can't see the difference. Yeah. No, that's really the key. You know, because there's a point where you just want to be better than standard for value, just straight up value, um, and you can charge more or whatever. But I think. There's definitely a, like you said, diminishing return at, at some point. You just got to kind of take it, let it go. Mm-hmm. Just let it go. But you know? <laughs> is, there, is there value in having, like, the perfect logo, or is there value in your own personal style? There's value in a perfect logo, but there's no value in seeking perfection. That's good. Like, so, yeah, mm-hmm. so the logo fits your company what you would think is perfectly. Mm-hmm. Is, yeah. there, is there the possibility for better? There's always the possibility for better. You will never find perfect. Right. Right. That's the thing. That's why it's an obsession. It will never end. Yeah. yeah totally. You'll and like you said, Nikki, you'll keep going for perfect until you ruin what you have. Yeah, it's subjective. Perfect is subjective. Yeah. You know what I mean? And and there's never gonna be a this is perfect. And perfect's an ideal. It's not really a thing. Right, right. Yeah. So you're never really gonna reach it. Right. Yeah. It in the end it's always gonna be fictitious. Like if you if you are stopping because you think that it's not perfect enough. Or if you're holding back because it's not done yet or something like that, I think that's when the idea of perfectionism is a problem. But if you're seeking it and it's helping you move forward, as long as you have that effort and you're moving forward, I feel like that's fine. Mm-hmm. But the moment that you stop or you're not providing... Right, that, and that's the balance. Right. I, again, I'll, I'll go back to perfectionism versus obsession. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's like, hey, this, this looks as good as I can get it. I think the client's going to love this. I'm really proud of the work I did. To me, okay, call that perfect. That I'll go for. Right, right. To me, yeah, if if the client 
you know, I think it all just comes down to who you're making it for because it's subjective. It's like if the client really thinks it's perfect, then that's all you need to, you know, just get the feedback. It's it's a big deal. I think those who struggle with perfectionism, um, one way that I felt like I overcame that problem was just tons of feedback, just going and asking for feedback, critiquing, and, like, asking other people's opinions because what you think of yourself is only goes as far as what you think, you know. it's it's You're very limited in that scenario if you just – put yourself in there and be like, oh, it's not perfect to me. What does that mean, sure. you know? So if you go and ask, if I ask Shaylin, if I ask you, Tim, if I ask Mason, you know, I'm getting more of an opinion, and it's more realistic, well, you I'll, know? I'll give you an example where right. this is how I learned it the, the tough way, was I'm working on some code, and I just, even though the customer is never going to see that back-end code, I mean, you, you deliver it to them, but they don't go through and look at the code and do all that, mm-hmm. but I'm looking, wow, I could really organize this code better I can take all these, put in a function here and do this. Next thing I know, I'm six extra hours in for just my own ego. Right. I don't make any more money doing it. I can't charge the client that. Right, because they didn't ask for that. Right. Right. And I I guess I could take out of it or extract from that experience, yeah, hey, I learned to, to code you know, better than I did before mm-hmm. because I went through that exercise, but it doesn't. it didn't make any difference. It didn't make the, uh, for the program run any better, run any faster. Right use any less compute cycles, you know, or really save any RAM. It was just, I think it's organized better, this is a better style. It just didn't do me that much good. Yeah, it's it's all personal um, for the most part. So you yeah. come out of that, you standardize the style you code in or what you do, and now you have your standard. Right. So, there, yeah, I mean, there's value the to standards some are there things. for a reason. Right, right. Yeah, I, I just think with with some of the creatives, you know, it's it's hard to maybe some people don't even realize it a lot of the time. Well, you know? Here's a good one for perfection. If I were to pay you the perfect amount of money. Right, what is that? Yeah. You, you can't define that. Yeah, exactly. Well, always more. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. So there's no perfect there. That's why they say, you know, it doesn't exist. Right. Mm-hmm. There's right. no such thing as perfect. That expression exists for a reason. Right. So are there some processes that you've gone through yourself in order to avoid that like seeking perfectionism and putting your time into something that you don't need to put your time into. Again, I'd say it's with the code. I would have you know a template I would use. I know how I'm going to write something, versus going through and uh, and really trying to tweak it like I was talking about before. So but you pretty think- much in anything. I mean, I used to do website design, right? Mm-hmm. Because I didn't have a talented design team that I could turn to. Mm-hmm. So I had untalented me, and <laughs> and yeah, I mean, you could obsess with this stuff and just like. To the pixel, and even to this day, I can look at something and go, "That's a pixel off." Right. Uh-huh. You know that kind of thing. Oh, okay. I mean, if it's a pixel off, I say fix it. Sure. Because if you know and you're not proud of that work, yeah, there's the pride you know, that's, is there's, has there's yeah, a glaring error to you. Right. Mm-hmm. And maybe your client would or wouldn't see it, but it's still I wouldn't feel comfortable. I don't feel I don't feel comfortable yeah. delivering that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So there's that level of of perfection that or that standard. Yeah. Right. I hope that answered your question. I don't know if I... No, it did. Like, I'm, what I'm curious about is, like, the relationship of when perfectionism does kill. Like, when is it a problem? And how do you avoid it? Well, you, you uh, performed a standard. Uh-huh. And I'm not talking about anybody listening. I'm talking about, oh, good enough. That's not standard. Sure. Like, industry right. standard. Right. Like, if I'm an actor, I'm paid to scale. I'm going to be pretty happy. The standard. Yeah. <clears throat> it's when you go so far above and beyond that standard in that pursuit of perfection mm-hmm. that something that's not even obtainable or don't exist in your mind and it does a disservice again for your customer who's waiting for this result 
waiting for you to produce whatever it is you're building. And it also well, costs you more. Exactly. Yeah. Right, right. It does a disservice to, to both of you. Right. There's no real benefit to it. So that's now, good one. Now, I, I will put this one caveat. Chasing perfection, you can actually really build your skills up. You learn what works, you learn what doesn't. The guy yeah. that, with the painting example, why'd you have those rocks? Right. He's going to look like a dashing out of the rocks. But now next time, yeah. But that's going to teach him to stop at a certain level. Right. It's like, right. no, this meets all the criteria I've laid out mm -hmm. or the standard. Right. It's the best work I think I can produce. It right. looks great, done. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, I mean, you've, you know, you're an artist, Mason. You've done all kinds of drawings in artwork. You know, you could just sit there forever and just, that's just not quite right. And the next thing you know, you screwed it all up. Yeah, yeah. Right. I used to do that. I, I How I've thought of it is uh, my def definition of like when perfectionism has killed me is when I'm almost, I'm not starting the project. I'm just holding back on it because mm -hmm. I'm trying to seek it in my mind of how I can make it perfect. That's when it becomes a problem for me. But as long, because I feel like there's a problem... There's a difference between polish and not starting it. Polish is like actually in the process and afterwards you're giving it mm -hmm. polish, making sure it's to the pixel and everything like that. Perfectionism is when I haven't even started. But again, that's just my different definition on it. Hmm. You know, that's what, how I see it when it, it kills me, you know? Because I don't feel like I work at a project and be like, this needs to be perfect, you know? Right. I think I can simplify it, simplify the process, and stuff like that. But uh, got you. So your perfectionism happens kind of before your the level is. That's when of, it you think about me. it way more beforehand. Yeah, that's when it affects me for sure. <clears throat> yeah, it's a little. That's different. Right, for sure. <laughs> I mean, it's. I think it's. Um, it's pretty smart, actually. It had to have a level of understanding before you start. Well, you have a picture in your mind of yeah. what you want. And yeah, it's and, if, and if you think it's going to be perfect, to, and you try to make it, and to you're, that. yeah, you're yeah. rehashing it. Sure, it's it's not going to start. That's right. that's how it works for me, at least. Yeah, and I, that's hard to. I'm trying to think about how to overcome something like that because, um, for me, it's just a process. Like I, I just need to get started and work on it. Like lately, I've been making notes and stuff like that. So I'm almost letting it form in my head as I'm doing it. Gotcha. So it's no longer, like you were saying before too, Dad, where it's like, it's fiction. I mean, perfectionism, you're never going to have it. It's not malleable. Mm -hmm. But if I start writing it down and I can see it because it's on paper, now it's become malleable. It's become a more of a, you know, something I can... Obtainable? Yeah. Kind of well, you can manipulate it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you can look at it. Right. As opposed to just kind of it being floaty. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Gotcha. Yeah, instead of it just being this sort of concept. Yeah, it's kind of tangible right. or whatever. Something yeah. you can play with, you can work with. Right, and that, that's just my process in order to avoid it. Mm -hmm. And so I'm curious what you guys have done to avoid it as well. I try and do things in the simplest way possible. And I feel like that really cuts down on the guesswork for me mm. as to, like, what am I doing? What do I need to be doing right now? Okay, just do it as simply as possible. I really... I've really come to appreciate minimalism especially in design because they've taken all of these things and they've smushed it down into this one concept <laughs> and now I mean I guess you could still go perfectionism on it but most of the time it's just it's so simple that I mean look at the Target logo yeah like it's two, two circles. circles yeah yep. and it's beautiful right <clears throat> so I think that's that's been because <laughs> when I was 
like in elementary school, I did the whole rocks in the river thing. <laughs> like I killed this like beautiful art piece. Yeah. <laughs> and I was so disappointed in myself. And since then it's just been like, how can you make this just, just up to the edge? And right. then, honestly, I think the biggest thing that I do to avoid getting stuck in the preliminary stuff is I do, like, on a design perspective, I do thumbnails. So, like, I'll just chicken scratch, quick little box of, like, the layout. And um, I get all the bad ideas out, basically, right. <laughs> you know? Something and like then that. I spend the time with, oh, that's a cool concept, that's a cool concept. Then I go work on that a little bit further. But I, I try to just... I don't know, and I'll set time limits and stuff like that. I'll be like, okay, I've spent 20 minutes doing these thumbnails. Try to keep an eye on the time sort of thing, you right. know? Right. And then whatever comes out of that, I just got to – I try to – you know, it's more important to me than to get the project done on time and in the budget that the client wanted than to just make it so perfect for myself that it's the best project I've ever done so far. Yeah, now it becomes your project. Right, not and not the client's, that. yeah. Right. So focus on the client and not for yourself. Yeah, really focus on the idea. result that your client wants. Yeah. Right. That's a really – because. You know, to me, what is perfect is the job is done, the it's ahead leaves. of schedule, it's under budget, and the client is thrilled. Thrilled, yeah. yeah That's, I, I can't ask for a better situation than that. Right. Perfect. Yeah. And, yeah, and so if I took that product I'm making and just kept tweaking, 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 and now it's over budget, because that's certainly going to get you over budget. Yeah. <laughs> it's right. going to get you past your deadlines, and you're going to have an unhappy client, even if it looks so good, they're going to go, yeah, but it cost me more than I thought, it took longer. Right. Mm -hmm. it's, it's not worth not, it it's, it's maybe the perfect product, but not the perfect situation. Right. You want that perfect scene. Yeah, that's good. That's yeah. Well said. I like that. that oh, you know, the, the other thing I was going to talk about, like, perfection. What I've done to get over is just, I don't really strive for it. I strive for the best I can do. I strive for people to go, hey, man, that was a great job. Like, if I'm going to give a speech, there is no way. And even in this podcast, I'm not going to be able to get through whole sentences without stammering or, or tripping over my own words once in a while. It's going to happen. Mm -hmm. right. You're giving a speech, and if you're so worried about perfection, and all of a sudden you just slip up, yeah. or maybe you've got, yeah. yeah, maybe you skipped ahead a little bit in the speech. Well, if you're not worried about perfection, but getting the best out there you can do to give your audience the most value you can, yeah. you'll easily recover and keep going. You get right. the same information out there. But if you're worried about perfection, as soon as you have that one little slip, your mind just goes Blows straight the whole to thing. that. Blows yeah. the whole thing. Right. All you can do is, oh, I'm so angry at myself. It's not perfect now. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully it's not at the beginning of the speech. <laughs> yeah. Even if it is. You know, right. Yeah. Maybe at the beginning you can ask it. for a do-over. <laughs> yeah. Can I start over? Yeah. <laughs> so is it fair to say that you should seek perfection, perfection, but realize that, man, I feel like Strive I'm for it. Yeah, you're going to strive for it. Again, but don't a, expect it. It's an ideal. Right. right. And um, no, you can even expect it. Like... I'm going to give this speech, like I've got what I'm going to do tomorrow. Uh -huh. I'm going in there, I'm going to give this speech, and I'm expecting it to just go perfectly, or not perfectly, but just really well. Everybody's going to enjoy it. I'm going to have fun giving this speech. You're going to get a lot of good information out of it. It's going to go great. If the idea, the concept of a perfect speech doesn't even enter my mind. Right. The best I can do is what I worry about. That's the per Yeah, if mm -hmm. your definition of perfect is the best you can do, then, yeah, strive for perfect. Well, here's the thing, too. Right? Let's, let's, yeah. let's take the perfect right. speech, right? right? <clears throat> what the heck is a perfect speech? I could Subjective. come up with a speech yeah. that, you know, the four of us go, oh, wow, that's great. Mm -hmm. Yeah, to yeah. us, it's great. But then someone were Change your audience, and right. it's no longer, might not even be that relevant. Right. You have to tune it every time. Yeah. And you might have to change things on the fly as you look at your audience's reaction. So as far as being, you know, the thing about perfect is it's rigid. 
Yeah. And so it really doesn't work for me on, on something like that. Right. 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 So it's, it's a subjective versus something that's more concrete. Yeah. yeah. So you, maybe, you guys, yeah. go ahead. Maybe perfect should be something that everyone involved enjoys. Yeah. If, if the process helps you, I mean, it, ultimately it's going to be how you frame the word perfection and how you define right. it. Mm-hmm. And so if you have this idea that it's going to be perfect and it's making you stammer and you're focusing on that, then that definition of perfection is not going to help you with your end result. Right. Or with my thing, it's like perfection even beforehand is not going to help you with your end result. Mm-hmm. Whatever helps you get to that result is going to help you get to that result. And remember, too, the, the more complex what you're working on, the harder uh, perfections are going to be to obtain. Right. Like if my job is to put a pixel dead center of the screen, all right, yeah. you can do the math. <laughs> there it is. Yeah. Unfortunately, the amount of pixels I've never seen that are odd even, or um, I'm sorry, odd numbered, they're even. Right. So you're never always going to be a pixel off to the left or right. That's right. good. That's <laughs> so good. that's as perfect as you can get. Yeah. That's very simple. There you go. Right. Mm-hmm. But you want to do a speech or even a logo. You sit down, man, I want to build my customer just a great logo they're going to love that represents them. Mm-hmm. I don't think I want to make a perfect logo. Right. Mm-hmm. That's very rigid. It doesn't give me flexibility to think and to create. Mm-hmm. And it already has this um, this goal that's probably never going to be obtained. Right. All you do, you set yourself up for failure. That's all you did. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like that. Um, anyone else with closing remarks? No, I just think it's you know um, perfectionism. Yeah, perfectionism is subjective. And it just, if you are struggling with it, you know, get, um, talk to others about it. Everyone, I think everyone deals with it. And it just takes um, a level of understanding and realizing that the market, the standard, whatever, doesn't know the difference. Um, And just getting feedback on stuff and having, and asking people, even in this podcast, I think will be helpful to some people who are dealing with that. But yeah. So yeah, I mean, I think it's. Something that everyone struggles with and it's easily fixable. Which yeah, is it's not the perfect podcast, but better. <laughs> <laughs> chairs exactly. this week. We got exactly. new chairs. Got That's right. Table. We're in a new building, new chairs. So that's yeah. really cool. Um, if so. you guys haven't noticed, I'm actually moving in the chair right now, and you don't know. So yeah, that's. I mean, that's all I've really got on this. Anyone else? Guys. Cool. Uh, Thanks for joining me, guys, in this meaningful conversation. And to listeners at home, hopefully you join us for the next episode. It's quite moving. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you.